0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. Now, I am so excited for today's episode. I've got an absolute treat for you because we've got a very, very, very special man in uh, the studio today to talk about, in his words, voodoo, juju, and Harry Potter shit. But what we're actually going to be going deep on with Jared Shadle from Pure Movement and Performance is how your body is mechanical. So, You might be getting punked by pain in Jared's words, but we're going to talk about if you are experiencing pain, what that's about and how you can begin taking responsibility for it to get more out of your physical well-being. Because as you guys know, if you've been following the podcast for a while, I do believe that holistic well-being and that flourishing and thriving in life comes from looking after our physical well-being as well as our emotional and mental well-being, which is why I'm so excited to have such an amazing expert such as Jared on the show today to share his expertise and knowledge So, without any further ado, we're going to jump straight into it. Okay, Jared, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. Great to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me, Declan.
0: So, for those who don't know you, give us a bit of your bio, get a bit of your background. I always like when we have guest speakers on the show to show the person behind the knowledge as well.
1: Okay. Um, Well, it's a. Tough first question. Mate. It is. <laughs> um, I suppose I got to doing what I'm doing from my own personal experiences, which I think that's the case in in a lot of industries and, and people who are out there consider themselves experts in certain fields is that you spend so much time researching your own issues that suddenly you learn a lot to help other people. Um, so I was dealing with a lot of lower back pain and I was seeing a lot of different providers, chiros, osteos, physios, massage therapists and I'd have a little bit of relief for a day or two and then my issues would come back. Um, I read a quote that was where you think it is it ain't and that really resonated with me because I was getting treated for this back pain for my back but it was actually coming somewhere else. So the saying that I I use it saying don't be punked by pain. Um, So for me my back pain was coming from my hip which was coming from my ankle. So until I'd treated the ankle nothing was ever going to get better. Um, it's the same for someone who has elbow pain. If you have elbow pain, chances are your shoulder doesn't move how it should or your wrist doesn't. So my journey started when I started to look past where my pain was, start to try to look at the body more as a machine than anything else and I wasn't taking care of it. Um, I wasn't getting it serviced very regularly. Um, but that was through me not knowing like how to do that. So i really enjoy helping people kind of find out where their issues are coming from and then giving them the knowledge and the know-how how how to fix it because at the end of the day if if you see your provider they open up a window for you to make change like we i can't fix anyone i can Mm. help take away pain i can help people move better but it's all all on you you are responsible for your body and continuing to do things that you need to do Mm. um Yes, I really enjoy empowering people and, and kind of showing them what their body is doing or what, what it's not doing so that they themselves have the power, like I did for myself, give myself the power to help me mm. rather than put it on someone else.
0: Yeah, and there's so many things in that that I'm seeing here going, wow, this is, resonates so much with our approach to how we do emotional well-being and emotional intelligence. You know, The first one that jumps out is this idea that, where you think the problem is normally isn't the problem. And it's this case of treating the symptom rather than the actual root cause. And we see that all the time in coaching when it comes to our emotional well-being. It's really interesting to hear that that's the case in physical pain as well. And you're seeing that quite a lot because as I mentioned on the uh, episode intro, we need to balance both. We need to look after our physical well-being and our emotional well-being to really thrive and flourish in life. And I know that when people are in pain... Physically, it it does have a flow-on effect to how they feel emotionally as well.
1: Oh, for sure. If it's if it's in the mind, it's in the body. If it's in the body, it's in the mind. Yeah, it's we all... can't separate them. Exactly right. Yeah, you can't you can't treat them differently because they are the one. They're the same thing.
0: Mm. So how do you go with? Because it's it's as I said, it's fascinating this idea that pain is not where we think pain is. Because people can go for so long just treating the symptom, and maybe it feels better for a little bit. It's like a feel good hit. But then inevitably it comes back. Yeah. So what got you into learning more about that? I know you mentioned your own story and trying all these things that weren't working for you. How did you end up going? Holy shit, this makes sense. Like, how do we actually find out what's, you know, leading to this rather than just treating the surface level?
1: Yeah. Well, that's a really great question. It's um, it was a like a penny drop moment when it when I realised that it wasn't my back that was the issue. Like that was the symptom that was crying the loudest. Um, and the more I spoke to other people and the more I got into the industry, I realized that it was the same for everyone. Like, it, all, it all's it gotta come from from somewhere and the body is so interconnected that it's not isolated. You can't just isolate a muscle. Like, they, it all works together as a system. Um, yeah, so the, the more people I spoke to, the more I realized that everyone was in that same boat and if someone said they had pain somewhere, It's almost the point now we can go, okay, so if you have knee pain, let's have a look at the ankle and and the hip. And typically you will find something that then bleeds down into that area. That's not to say that if you have knee pain or shoulder pain, that's not an issue. That's an area that needs to be treated for sure. But it's an area that's getting overused and overworked and it's yelling the loudest. Mm. So just by rubbing it and making it feel better is going to settle it for a little while. But then whatever's causing it to do more work is still going to be there. And it's still going to get pissed off and it's going to yell at you.
0: Mm, definitely. So how did you go about starting to learn this stuff? Because I'm all, every time I hear you speak, every time I learn about this stuff from you, I'm fascinated by it. Because I, I think it's much the same as what we're doing in coaching. A lot of people aren't familiar with it yet. It's not a massive field in Australia. It's not really well known by the general public. How did you start finding out about this and going a lot deeper into it and looking at it from... I think it's quite a refreshing angle. You know, I've heard you describe it as Harry Potter shit, but it's... Yeah. It's cool stuff. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I suppose like anyone you you kinda of pick up skills as you go. So I did my massage course. Um and I I didn't enjoy it. For me it, it just it just wasn't for me. I kind of I needed more and it's not meant to be an all or nothing course. You're not meant to be an expert once you finish. Yep. Like anything, you need a lot of experience to get anywhere. But um it gave me a hunger for more knowledge and the science stuff is really cool. Like I've done a few courses that are very science and there's a lot of evidence on it which is necessary but then there's some other courses that I've done that maybe the science hasn't caught up with yet yeah. and you can't really explain how it works or why rubbing on this spot here makes your ass fire or doing this will increase range of motion. It just, we'll probably never understand the body, mm. how, how we need to and how it works but um, those systems that work with the body as a whole, rather than my leg hurts treat my leg, yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at things overarching and, and diving a little, without getting too complicated. Um, instead of just working with the tissue, working with the, the nervous system and the brain. So yeah. I'm gonna get this analogy wrong, but you'll know what I'm talking about. So think of it like a computer. You have the brain, that's the hardware, and then the tissues and the muscles, that's the software. You can change the software by like releasing a tight muscle, for example. But if you don't impact the hardware, the hardware—the software just goes back to doing what the hardware had told it done to begin with. Mm. Or vice versa. Whichever one's in control is the one telling it to do it. Yeah. And without talking to the highest level, things are not going to change. You're going to trick the nervous system for a little while. And then it's going to go, hey, why is that muscle... So relax, it needs to be tight, because I need yeah. to lock down that joint so you don't move and hurt yourself. Mm. So you need to work with the tissue, but as well, try and work with the nervous system because that's what will update the new software and accept the new range of emotion or the new action that the body can then have.
0: Yeah. And that's such a powerful way to look at it as well, of that sense of, well, why is it doing this? Because the brain and the body, they're not stupid. Like it's not putting you in pain for the sake of putting you in pain. No, exactly. It's doing something for a reason and normally for a potential uh, benefit for a reason that's like this is working for a, for a potential gain. Exactly. Um, we see the same thing emotionally and, and mentally with people. They're like, why would I be even be thinking in that way? Or why would I be running, uh, doing this or feeling this way? It's like, okay, well, that's a good question. Why? It always happens because at some point it served them, it benefited yep. them. Yep. Otherwise, why would we learn it? But it's, it's remarkable to hear that's a very similar thing in physical health and in our, in our body physically, that it's doing it for yeah. a reason.
1: Yeah. So a really good example is my ankle. Yep. So I broke my distal fib, um, woke up on a three-story pub roof with a broken ankle. i a whole sure other uh, podcast episode. Yeah, that's right. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> we, won't, we won't dive into that. Um, but yeah. So broken ankle, had to get surgery to get a plate put in, had to get surgery, get the plate taken out with an infection later on, um, in a cast for a long period of time, no rehab was done. So basically my range of motion was very restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had an, an accident and then my brain said, okay, this is the new pattern. This is the new range of motion of your ankle. We're not going to let it move very far because there's injury there. Yep. Whether like and it's been 10, 11 years since that fateful night and there's no injury there's no, there's no pain but my brain will still try to lock down that ankle joint mm. if I'm standing on a, a yoga mat and I step away my left indent is still less than my right because my brain still says don't put too much pressure on that ankle it's a bad ankle Yeah, yeah. so even though the, the injury is gone I've got a lot more range of motion than I used to have in there the brain still senses it as a threat and it tries to shut it down. Yeah. So if you have tight muscles, if you have lockdown joints, chances are it is the brain's safety mechanism mm. to not allow you to move into range of motion that could cause pain or that has been pain previously. So, um, I mean, when I, when I do a, a new client intake... I have a lot of forms for them to fill out, and it's people say, "Oh, well, I broke my ankle. It's not important." It's like, yes, it's very important. Mm. If you sprain my ankle or if you've done any kind of injury, the brain has laid down a new, new movement patterns to then compensate for that issue, which then lends to all other different things because the like tissue can last about 110 years if it's doing what it should and moving how it should. But with our life these days, we don't move how we should. We sit down a lot longer than we should, so tissue gets a lot tighter and overused, and we wear away our tissue in a lot shorter than 110 years because, mm. by nature, we are designed to compensate. Mm. So, yeah, it's um, it all comes back to the brain.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's amazing how quickly the brain does learn yeah. and do something to try and fix it in place. And I was just thinking then, as you were even talking about it, how much that learning or that new pattern, that idea can incidentally be reinforced. I know with me, when I slipped my disc um, geez, isn't it, a couple of years ago now, I found it was so long to recover because I was repeatedly telling myself this story of, I have a bad back. Yeah. I need to keep it safe. I yeah. have a bad back. I need to keep it safe. And that was just reinforcing that pattern of, oh, okay, cool. Well, we won't let you bend this far or reach this far or turn this yeah. way. And if yeah. you do, we'll give you a little pinch yeah, we'll so like, you, you know, know that you've done the wrong thing. Yeah, <laughs> Declan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back to normal. But that was... Holding me up from recovery for so much longer, and I think, do you see people who've sort of incidentally done that where they've been almost babying it or protecting it, but by doing so, it's just been reinforcing that
1: yeah definitely pattern yeah definitely. So there's a saying that I love, and it's motion is life mm. from um, Hippocrates, I believe. Also said, let thy food be thy like medicine. Probably more a famous quote. Yep. Um, motion is life, and. For your joints, for example, the only way to get nutrition into a joint is to move it. So if you're not moving, you're not getting nutrients to those joints and you're not keeping the range of motion you have. The brain is unfortunately super lazy. It doesn't want to do work. Yep. So if you're not putting a joint or you're not moving into a certain range of motion, it'll just shut that down. Yep. And it will stop allowing you to do it because it's a waste of energy. For it to keep that range of motion open, it doesn't, it doesn't need it. You're not going there. Mm. Um, it is a bit of a, like a catch-22. If you are in pain, you do need to move. We just need to move without pain. But the quicker mm. you get moving again, the less pain you're going to have and the more range of motion you're going to get back to where you were previously. Um, but I mean, like, if you, you break an ankle, you're in a cast for six weeks. Right. Like, what can you do? You can't, you can't move that joint. But the brain is very bad at laying down scar tissue. Mm. So it'll just kind of chuck it anywhere. And you'll have less than you should have in that range of motion. So any yeah, any kind of injury, you do need to move, obviously, without pain. Yep. But you do need to show the body and the brain, hey, I can move, I'm not going to snap, I'm not going to break. And also for yourself, mm. for you to know, and that's probably one of the really hard things, is that you don't want to re-injure yourself. Yep. And you'll baby it probably too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's talk about responsibility. Because you brought that up at the start, and I went, that's such a fascinating thing to talk about. Because we see it... So often these days is, is, I feel like a lot of people seek experts so that they can pass the baton to someone. Yeah, It's yep. like, okay, I'm here for you to fix me. I'm here for you to make me feel better. I'm here for you to give me all the answers. And I, we say it so much in coaching. And we say much the same thing as you, like, we can't fix you. We can't save you. We can't change you. We can't force you to do jack shit. Yeah. We can provide cool tools, techniques, strategies. We can provide a window. We can provide opportunity. We can help you be more aware. But you've got to fucking take action on you. Yeah. One of the ways my first coach taught me was, you know, we can lead you to the door, but you've got to step through it. Yeah. And I think that's such a powerful thing for any service provider to really recognize that it's not on us, but yeah. then for the individual as well to recognize, hang on, this has to be a, a partnership. It does. We always say, you know, we're experts on emotional intelligence, but you're the expert on you. Yeah. And I imagine you're much the same. You may be an expert on what you do, but they're the expert on them in their life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, that's something that I would try to get across early on because in my intake form, one of the questions is, what do you want to achieve from this treatment? And the amount of time someone says a miracle or <laughs> should be fixed is absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, like uh, I am always on to I cannot fix you. Yep. We can open up windows. So if you see someone, we open up a window mm-hmm. where we've turned down the turned down pain, got some more range of motion, some more movement. But if you're not doing your homework to reinforce things, that is just gonna shut. Mm. How quickly it shuts and you go back to normal. What your normal is, which is probably pain and res- restricted range of motion. But I don't know. It could be a day, it could be three, it could be five, it could be two weeks, it could be six weeks. It'll depend on the individual. Everyone is different. But if you don't take responsibility for your body, mm. you're just going to be chasing that quick fix, which there is absolutely no quick fix. As I said, my ankle, 11 years ago, I broke it. Yeah. And I still have restriction on it now. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that like what sitting will do like that Mm. sitting is the new smoking and it's really bad and I would argue any posture is really bad if you stand at a desk for eight hours a day that's Mm. gonna be really bad for you as well because the body craves movement yes but if you do sit down for work every single day and when you have breakfast and when you drive to work in the morning when you get home from work and watch tv and, and have dinner it is I'm not saying like you need to quit your job and find a job where you can stand up, but yeah. it is your responsibility to undo the shit that you're doing by doing what you're doing. Yeah. And that's the same if you're standing or you're doing anything or if you're, if you're a baseball pitcher and you throw a thousand pitches a week on your right arm, yeah, it's yeah. taking its toll. Don't quit baseball, but you've got to do something to make that okay to undo what you're doing. Yeah. If you love um, CrossFit, for example, to a lot of CrossFit people, that's great. Like functional movement is awesome but functional movement on dysfunctional joints is just dangerous. Yeah, yeah yeah. So it is your responsibility to make sure you can move in the range of motion that you're asking your body to do it in there. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't insult your body and try to do something that you know you can't do and you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. Same if you love Zumba, if you love any anything you love, like it is your responsibility to look after your body to make sure it can do what it needs to do for that. Otherwise it's going to there's going to be injury. It's yeah, yeah. going to come injury and pain don't come from typically one bad movement or like one instance. It is thousands of repetitive shit movements wearing away the tissue overworking joints. That only takes one second for it to rear recycle the head. That's why so many people slip a disc reaching into a fridge or starting a lawnmower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the lawnmowers. It's not the whatever you're getting out of the fridge. It's the re- repetitive shit movement that you put through your body. But you don't know what you don't know. Mm. So and that 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 is the hard thing, and that is like why, that is why I like giving people homework and teaching people and trying to get you to take responsibility for your body, because you don't know what you don't know.
0: Yeah, Me. I think there's so much to be said about um, what you do with people's physical wellbeing, what we do with people's emotional wellbeing, basically being a role of education and providing mm. a lot more awareness and knowledge. But that knowledge is fucking useless if they don't take it into action. Exactly. And we say that so often. Knowledge alone is worthless. You know, lasting change requires action. I love that you mentioned, like, the idea of lasting change also requiring a little bit of patience with ourselves and with our bodies and what we're changing. Because, as you mentioned, they didn't get into this state of pain overnight. That's right, yeah. So, we can't expect a positive change overnight. But so frequently, it is that case. It's like, oh, you know, I want something to change now. Well, fuck! It's going to take a little bit of time to undo what our brains decided yeah.
1: is the right thing to do. Yeah, you've been sitting in a chair for eight hours a day, ten years of your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No shit, you have back pain <laughs> or, like, or sore shoulders. So yeah, you gotta, you've got to think about how long you've been doing something for, and then accept that it's going to take time. Mm. And there's no, there's no quick fix. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, sometimes we have some really cool results with people. And it can seem like it's voodoo and it's juju and... Um, all the good stuff. It is that, it is that <laughs> miracle and I, I fucking love that shit because it, it's really cool. But the reality is for most people, your back hurts because your hips are as tight as an Eskimo's nutsack. From sitting down all the time until you open them up,
0: yeah.
1: the back pain's not going to go away. Yeah. No matter how much Voltaren or heat packs you put on it, You've got to to fix your... Your body is like a... It's a machine. It's like a car. Mm. So if you think if you're... If you've got a tyre that's off, it's kind of facing the wrong way a little bit, you can still drive. You can still go a long way. But it's going to wear shit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually, something's going to go real wrong. But you might have done 40,000 k's before it happened. Mm. So a joint in the body is the same. If you've got a joint that's not moving how it should, you can still move. I don't care if you haven't got pain. Dysfunctional pain does not... Sorry, dysfunctional movement doesn't always equal pain. Yeah, yeah. So you can move really shit and say, oh, that didn't hurt my deadlift, my back when I deadlift, even though it's round and you look like you're making the shape of a C. Yeah. You are wearing away tissue in a bad way and eventually, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass, probably with a slip disc that's pushing your sciatic nerve, which literally feels like something's biting you in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's... Looking at the body as a machine is just a really simple way to look at it, yeah. because it's, it's it's like it's simple that you just do tests. Like that's one of my big thing is I want to test, and I want to assess what's going on because you can lie to me, mm. but your body won't. Yeah. If I want to move something to see if it moves, properly, if it doesn't move properly, like I know that without this joint functioning how it should, it's going to chew your lower back up. Yeah. Or that your knee is going to cave in, and eventually you're going to have that pain. Yeah. The hardest thing is, like, prevention. Like, we don't, we don't focus on prevention. We're not a very
0: preventative species. I was nah. going to ask that. I was going to say, do you feel like part of um, being responsible for your body is being proactive and preventative, which goes against basically our entire medical system and how yeah, it's that.
1: set up? And, um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it does. Um, and it can be hard for people to to want to put time and effort into them.
0: Yeah, and money. And, and money, like, time and money benefits, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, like it's not until we have an injury that we kind of think, oh shit. Uh, Now (laughs) Now I I have not been doing what I should do. Yeah. yeah. And I come guilty of that myself. I don't always do the homework that I prescribe, but I I definitely try to do it. And I think you've got to, you've got to try to fall in love with the process and, um, see it as that you're looking after yourself. Mm. And as I said, like don't insult your body. Mm. Like I, um, I just got back from a, a trip to Brisbane. So I've been, Sitting a lot, been on planes, been in cars, um, uh, but also ate a lot of shit food and drank a lot of piss. And so I really want to go to the gym and hammer myself with a good workout to make myself feel better. Yeah. But if I do... My body's not probably in the best state to do it. i yeah, probably yeah. need to take a step back and I probably need to do a bit more restorative stuff on my hips and my shoulders to open myself up so that when I if I do want to train, I'm not going to then injure myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Because it seems to be with a lot of people... um. You know what we notice in, in, when people come to our coaching program they've tried all these other different approaches for emotional well-being I imagine you'd see a very similar thing in physical well-being try all these different approaches but it just follows this really zigzaggy pattern of I'm in pain, I'll try something cool I'm not in pain anymore, I'll stop doing it Yeah. and then a couple of months go by, I'm back in pain oh, why am I back in pain? oh, that last thing mustn't have worked properly so now I'll try a new thing And we're just jumping between fields and jumping between ideas or methods going, what's going to be the one that fixes me forever? And maybe it's not the, (laughs) you know, it's not the holy grail method. It's are you actually taking care of yourself and following through on this and making this a regular practice?
1: Yeah, physical and emotional, things that you do take a toll. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like I train a lot of of runners. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to stop running, Mm. but I'm going to tell you that if your hips aren't where they should be, you need to fix them before you run more. Yep. Or if your ankle doesn't move, that's going to equal knee pain. So do you want to do what you do now for, like do you want to, not do you want to run tomorrow, but do you want to run when you're 80 yeah, or you're 90? Yeah, yeah. like, and that is an extremely hard thing to see, but day-to-day life and things we do takes a toll. So we need to, we need to have a plan and, and actions that we can do to help undo that. Whether mm-hmm. it's, it's like 10 or 15 minutes a night of stretching before you go to bed. Or if you've done a, a gym class, maybe just sit back and do some stretching after that. Or do you book yourself in a treatment every... doesn't have to be weekly. I see people fortnightly, monthly, yeah. six weekly. Um, doesn't have to be for an issue. It can just be to keep your body moving to avoid issues. Yeah. So, yeah. No, unfortunately... I hate to break it to you, but there's no magic pill. There's no simple fix. If you have a, an issue, it's probably because of things that you're doing, and you you need to undo some shit, mm. which no. I can't do for you. I, yeah, can yeah. I can help. I can help. I can take away a lot of pain. I can inflict a lot of pain while we're doing it. <laughs> uh, <unfortunately>. Depending <laughs> on how nice they are, right? Yeah, like... <laughs> uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's just that's just how it is. Mm. Um. But yeah, it's, as I said, it's not it's not an easy easy thing to do to prioritize yourself with money time and, and things like that to look after an issue um, but yeah I would encourage people not to wait until and the more the more you know the more you know how to look after yourself that's not an overnight thing of I don't know what to do or how to stretch and knowing everything and I I've got to be careful when I do give people homework because uh, there's so much stuff that they everyone can do yeah. but one or two things is plenty any more than that it's kind of I get the blank stare and Kids are overwhelming. Yeah, text yeah. the next day saying, what was that stretch or how did I do that kind yeah. of thing? So um, um, it's just got to be bit by bit. Don't stop doing what you love. I would never tell someone. I'm oh, probably not true. Maybe I have to tell someone one day if they're doing things that's really detrimental, but I just want to help people do what they love to do for as long as they can do it.
0: Yeah, and I love the idea of having that, that sight on longevity, because we are unfortunately a species that's very short-sighted. It's, yeah. This is weird complex. We're the only species in the world with this big, chunky bit of the brain at the front, which allows us to have future thought and imagination and creation. And that's why we've, you know, we're at the top of the food chain is because of that. But we don't really utilize it all that well. No. We're really clear in the short term. And then even when we do think long term, it's very blurry. It's, yeah. It tends to be worst-case outcome-focused for a lot of people. Yeah, and Definitely. So it's it's so easy get caught up in this. Well, I'll just do what feels right now. Yeah. Which, as you've already said, can lead to long term repercussions.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm in pain now. I better, I better do something. Oh, hang on. You didn't fix my back pain. Yeah. No, yeah. you spent twenty years kicking the shit out of it. I'm <laughs> sorry, that sixty minutes is not gonna. It's not gonna <laughs> fix everything that's going on, and then you go and do more of it when you leave here. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you are responsible. I am responsible. I remind myself quite often when I probably don't do my homework. Yep. Um, things start to to kind of creep back in, and but um, yeah. The you need to know your body. We are mm. so disconnected mentally, emotionally, physically mm. from our bodies. If you don't know your body, like how can you move a step in the right direction? Because I guarantee you, the stretches that you do do, or the movement you do do, is probably ones that you're good at, yeah. and because it's easy and it yep. doesn't. It doesn't hurt, but uh, um, YouTube couch stretch and give that a go because that's one stretch that would help almost everyone and it hurts like buggery. It, <laughs> it is two minutes of being extremely uncomfortable, which we don't like, mm. but it's what we need.
0: Mm. Such
1: a powerful statement there because you're right.
0: Like The things that we need in life are the things that make us uncomfortable and yeah. push us. That's how we grow. Like The human species by like all physical means and mental and emotional means we grow by adaptation. Yeah. And adaptation only occurs, like you mentioned earlier, the brain's very lazy. Yes. It's like, why would I change if I don't have to? Exactly, yeah. But if we push it out of its comfort zone, if we challenge ourselves, that's where we get change, that's where we get growth, that's where we get adaptation. So I love the idea of, you know what, maybe it is about this little bit of discomfort now, yeah. because that's what we need to provide this longer term you know, exactly. sense yeah. of well being. Yeah, there's a reason
1: it feels uncomfortable. Yeah, you don't, you don't own that space, you don't own that movement so you like anything if you're uncomfortable with it it's kind of like a an arrow in that direction Mm. you should use that as a compass maybe I should be doing maybe I shouldn't do the same stretch I do every single day when I'm just hanging out there yeah we need to try to chase that uncomfortable feeling to then get some change
0: definitely but in in
1: saying that I mean it goes back to not knowing what you don't know and Mm. a lot of times people might feel like they're doing what they need to do and it is frustrating when i to go back to uh, my personal experience, I used to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I would go to the gym for 45 minutes doing stretches and stuff that I thought I needed to do before I trained. Yep. I would then go to the um, place I was training at half an hour early and then do more stuff and then do their warm-up for my 6.30 class and then train. Yep. So I was like 2 and up, a- it was an hour and a half every day before training that I felt like I needed to do before I was able to train. Yeah, yeah. And And that's, that's missing the mark. Like, if you have yeah. to do that every single day and things aren't changing, yeah. then you're missing something, like, fundamental here. Yeah. So, and it was very frustrating because I would spend so much time and then the next morning I'd wake up and I'd be back at square one. Mm. So, I understand people who get frustrated and think that, think that things don't necessarily work or they Stretch your hamstring every single day and it never gets any better. And well, that's where we've got to go, well maybe the hamstring's not the issue. Yeah. Maybe it's your ass that doesn't work and the hamstring has to stay tight to do the job of something else. Yeah. Um unfortunately it's a journey. I'm still learning. Everyone yep. still learns. But yeah, you gotta do it. Motion is life.
0: Definitely. And so to bring sort of this this um Interview, of course, I mean, I could talk to you for hours about this stuff because I'm fascinated by it. I think there's yeah, so much cool correlation between how we teach emotional yep. well being and how you teach physical well being. There's just so many overlaps yeah. Um, that, yeah, I just get really excited about it. But I love the way that you make what you do understandable, accessible, and actionable for people in the sense that it doesn't have to be three, four, five hours a day yeah. of work. It's well, how do we start. Start doing this What are the first steps Not trying to do these giant leaps Yeah So you already mentioned The couch stretch Being a great thing For people to check out On YouTube Yeah um, What are some other Little tips and tricks You can recommend for people You mentioned the value And importance of getting To know their body And getting back in touch With their body And reconnecting with it How can people begin Doing that So if someone's listened To this podcast And gone holy shit This guy's talking to me Yeah Where could they start
1: um, That's a great question Unfortunately you probably need to see someone, whether that be me or someone else, to try to find out how your body is moving, what joints are doing what, um, where your restrictions are. It's like a map. You if you don't know where you are, you yeah. don't know how to get to where you want to get to. Yeah. So that that's extremely important to understand where you are. Um a bit of homework that everyone gets is just breathing. Yeah. And it's not very sexy. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: But it does the job so well. But it well. helps.
1: Yeah. So if, if I was to test my ankle range of motion and then I was to lay on the ground and do some breathing and then retest my ankle range, I'd have more range of motion in my ankle after doing the breathing. Yeah. Because it's, it's talking directly to my nervous system to downregulate and relax it. Yep. So when my nervous system feels safer, it unlocks my joints and I have more range of motion. Yeah. So um, 20 diaphragmatic breaths before bed will help anyone.
0: Yeah. And just to clarify, because I know a lot of people when we, because we teach breathing as well in our program, Yeah. they'll be like, what do you mean breathing? I, I breathe every day. That's why I'm alive. You yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, I know you breathe every day, but do you do it right? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. How so, short,
1: how shallow is that breath? Yeah. So
0: what do you mean by diaphragmatic breathing for people? Yeah.
1: So just that there are heaps of different tops and, um, if you are familiar, you can kind of pick anyone you want. um, I just opt for the simple in through the nose expanding the belly yep. and then just a, a breath out through the mouth as in you know, like a sigh. Yep. So you don't need to count or anything. You just want to breathe in through the nose pushing the belly out as much as you can. So trying to make it a belly breath, not raising the chest or the shoulders at all and then just out through the mouth 20 times. Some will fall asleep before you get to the 20 which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, we've used it with a couple of our clients who struggle to go to sleep at night. Yeah. change from that and then, out. Yeah. <laughs> and then,
1: on the other hand, some will do the 20 not fall asleep. sleep, which is also fantastic because you just spend a good amount of time really down-regulating that nervous system and, and helping it relax and feel better. So, yeah, like breathing is simple. Otherwise, like anything you need, you're not an expert. Like, if you don't know, maybe you need to go and see someone who can help you. Mm-hmm. Paint a picture of where you're at and in that way, you know, okay, what do I need to do? I know you've worked with Rod Cooper before moving yeah, collective, yeah, yeah. amazing yeah. Um, anywhere like that is going to have some really cool movement practices you can jump on um, myself I have a pretty extensive kind of assessment process when I first see someone, mm. and a lot of people I see is not for pain yeah. it's just to move better, yeah or to set up a Mobility program specific to their body and their needs, mm. because that's the other thing I see quite often is someone doing a stretch that they don't need to do, yeah, and that's just a piss in the wind. Like that's a waste of time. Yeah, you you, that's better than not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. But there, are, you you've only got limited amount of time, yeah. a limited amount of willpower to do to do this kind of shit. Yeah. you need to make sure bang for buck you're doing the most important thing, which is different for you, which is different yeah. for me, different from anyone out there
0: man, there's so much in in how you run what you do that just aligns with our values, this sense of tailoring it to the individual, making sure it's, you know, specific to them and suits their needs and it's efficient. Yeah, yeah we've got to honor people and go, they don't have all day, they don't have no. unlimited resources for this. So how do we help people? Yes, they're taking responsibility for it, but I feel like our responsibility is like, well, how can we help them Get the best bang for their buck. How can exactly. we help them get the most efficient solution here? Yeah, it's still on them to follow through on it. Yeah. But obviously, the gold standard is always to, as you said, work yeah. with a professional, work with an expert, learn from them, and then get that tailored approach.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can I totally understand it. It's it's not an easy thing to look after yourself, and it's also things come at a financial cost. That's just mm, anything you want yeah. to do anything better, you, you go see someone. It's going to cost you a bit of money. Yep. Um. I try to find ways to make it make it more accessible. Um working on a good time to drop my new pure movement performance mobility program that I'm working on that will be a seminar on finding out all your issues and then giving you a booklet and making a blueprint for you right on that day. Nice. So you know what you can and can't do. If your ankle doesn't move more than 35 degrees, add this exercise to your mobility list. Yeah. Nice. Um, because that way people don't need to keep coming back and get spoon fed. Mm. I can give them all this information. And if they have a shoulder issue, they can just go, oh, well, where's that booklet with the shoulder things that I can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully that's going to, that's going to help get more yeah, information definitely. out and, and help people move, move better. Definitely. And if
0: people did want to reach out to you and learn more from you one on one and maybe booking an assessment to find out more about where they're at. Yep. So they get a much clearer idea of where they want to go and yep. how to get there. Yeah. How can they do that? So what's the best way to reach out to you?
1: Um probably on my Facebook page, Pure Movement and Performance. Um just shoot me shoot me a message. I'm I'm usually pretty good on that. I'm bad on normal Facebook. Um but I will I will check my business page every day. So otherwise you can send me a text or give me a call. Um Zero four zero one eight seven one five five four. No naked photos, please. It's really awkward. <laughs> Jordan, stop sending photos. Um, but yeah, like Facebook best is probably just the easiest easiest yep. way to do it. I can get back to you. Um, that way, if I'm not if I'm with clients, I don't miss the call. We play phone tag. Yep, we can just get back in our own time.
0: Perfect. Well, mate, honestly, thank you so much again for coming on the show and no sharing worries. your knowledge, and mate, I'm really excited you. for this to go live for everyone to hear. This is so much value and knowledge and. Yeah, it's been really great.
1: Cool. Thanks for having me.
0: Whoa, that guy is an absolute firecracker. I mean, he was a little bit more reserved today than he normally is. Uh, Some of the jokes he cracks are absolutely ridiculous normally, which is why we love having him on the show and speaking at our live events. But I hope you guys got as much value out of that as I did. This... I cannot get over how much knowledge and expertise Jared has when it comes to physical well-being and how people can learn to look after their bodies better. So look, as he mentioned, if you did want to get in touch with him to find out more about an assessment and how you can begin looking after your physical well-being in a much more tailored and strategic way, jump on his Facebook page, Pure Movement and Performance, shoot him a message, this guy's an absolute freak, and yeah, I know he's going to look after you, but... Other than that, I'll see you guys on the podcast next week. And until then, as always, be empowered, be exceptional, be you.